latest trends and hottest topics, love and sex, handled honestly and with passion. Here's Dr. Lori, CJAD 800. Tonight on the program, for decades, you know, we believed that marriage was the way to happiness, but research shows that's just not the case. So today, tonight, we're going to look at singlehood from a science perspective. What does the latest research show about uh, single people and their level of happiness? And I'd love to hear from some of you. What do you love about being single? What do you hate about being single? And even what does it mean to be happy or happily single. That's coming up. But first, time to check out our inbox. Your calls and texts are always welcome. Connect with Passion now at 514-790-0800 or 514-800. You can call in at 514-790-0800. Some people have chosen to email them to me, so you can do that at laurie at drlaurie.com. Here's one. Uh, Recently, I've stopped hands-on masturbating because I hear it makes men ejaculate faster. It's been tough fighting the urges to masturbate. Would a fleshlight be a better replacement than masturbating with my hands? So I think, first of all, this is a question more about urges than, uh, than techniques because, there, frankly, there are many factors that can impact or influence uh, rapid ejaculation, but they are more psychological in nature. Uh, for example, a lot of boys when they're first sexual or first uh, have sexual urges, they learn to ejaculate faster uh, simply because they don't want their parents to walk in the room or they don't want to hear complaints from the siblings that they're taking too long in the bathroom or, or the shower. So they, you kind of learn to ejaculate quickly. So the other thing you want to do is try to pay attention to what you're thinking about Uh, when you're masturbating. The use of porn can also influence how fast you climax because your brain is already being visually uh, stimulated. So you can also try just to masturbate with mental uh, fantasy, just fantasize. Try to be very present. Try to be very mindful, uh, meaning that you want to focus on sensation also. Um, It's also useful, though, when you talk about using the fleshlight. For anyone who doesn't know what a fleshlight is, it's a sex toy that simulates uh, a vagina, basically. Uh, And it is useful to masturbate in different ways using different techniques, uh, just so that you uh, get a a good idea of how your body functions. It allows you a little bit of sexual exploration, and it teaches you different ways uh, to orgasm so that... You by the time if you're always doing it one way and you end up with a partner, then often what men complain about is that with a partner or with intercourse or with particular other sexual activities that they're unable to get there and they have to quote unquote finish themselves off because they know 
that that's what they know and that's what works for them. So um, important to to teach yourself different ways uh, to orgasm and not get into a routine so that it becomes problematic when you're uh, when you're with a partner. So certainly using a sex toy is one way uh, to switch it up, and it also simulates. Um, it's the closest uh, toy, let's say, that simulates the feeling of a vagina. So if you're worried about uh, or, or you want to train yourself to climax, uh, to take longer to climax, then you can use that kind of thing, the, a simulator, a, a vagina simulator, to practice with and stopping and starting, uh, becoming aware of your point of no return, for example. Those are all things that are important in trying to prolong uh, ejaculation. Another orgasm question, this time from a female. I'm a 21-year-old female, and I don't think I have ever had an orgasm, but maybe I have. I started masturbating when I was very young, and it does bring me pleasure. However, I always stop stimulating myself when I feel it gets too intense. The feeling becomes overwhelming, and I know this sounds silly, but it kind of scares me, so I just stop. I've had one sexual partner, and it took me quite a few months for penetration to feel pleasurable. I know most women don't orgasm through vaginal intercourse alone, but even when my partner stimulates my clitoris through oral sex, I am still usually unable to reach climax because I make him stop once the feeling becomes intense. A bit TMI, but recently my partner and I have tried using restraints such as handcuffs, so I stopped moving around so much once I reached that overwhelming feeling. It allowed him to continue stimulating my clitoris even when I'd usually automatically push him off, and it was the best thing I've ever experienced so far. However, I still don't think I actually had an orgasm. Aren't you supposed to know if you've had one? I was screaming, and it made me cry, joyful tears, but I didn't feel anything specific that could let me know, yes, you're having an orgasm. How am I supposed to tell if I've had one? Boy, that sounds like she's had one, huh? Uh, first of all, an orgasm is simply a series of muscle contractions that pump the blood from your genitals to the rest of your body. So during arousal, there's what's called vasocongestion, which means that the blood is being pumped towards your genitals and orgasm is your, the body's way of distributing that blood back to the rest of your body uh, more evenly and then causes a, a, a sensation and a pleasurable sensation. Obviously it's not, I can't tell you for sure if you've had one or not, but the easiest way to tell is to pay more attention to your genitals before and after sex or after stimulation. And you're going to notice some subtle changes in, in sensation and even appearance. Now, some people describe the sensation of orgasm as simply a sense of relief or relaxation after orgasm. So pay attention to how you feel subjectively after sex or stimulation, which you describe quite well. You talk about uh, a cry, you know, being overcome and crying out of joyful tears. That's how pleasurable it was. Well, that's pretty much an orgasm. Um, you'll also feel muscles contract, your muscles contract or spasm during orgasm, but that doesn't mean you're going to see fireworks and it doesn't mean you're going to shake all over. The, the contractions can be quite subtle as well. 
on another note for, for women and for a lot of men too, uh, to experience orgasm, you need to have a relaxed state of mind. So if you're worried about it, if you're worried, if you're in your head about this orgasm and you're worried about trying to make it stop or anything like that, it will absolutely have an impact on you, uh, and it will inhibit it, uh, from happening. So, um, this is something you can practice, of course, during, uh, during masturbation. The other thing is uh, you might want to look at why is it difficult for you to continue with masturbation? Like what stops you from finishing? I would ask like, what scares you about it? Is there an underlying fear? Sometimes for a lot of people, sex and climax is about control, like the fear of losing control. So this is kind of a, a little bit of some food for thought uh, for you. There is a great book uh, for women called Becoming Orgasmic. It's a classic, classic book by Julia Heyman, H-E-I-M-A-N, called Becoming Orgasmic. It's had like umpteen printings, but excellent book for women in terms of discovery and uh, learning to uh, learning to let go. So coming up in the program, I do want to talk about being single. So many myths around single people, the, especially the myth that uh, single people are lonely and they, their greatest wish is to become unsingle. But that isn't the case. Lots of research in the last few years uh, with single people, and there are m- just more and more single people out there. So lots and lots of research now. Uh, I'm going to share that research with you and look at what we learned uh, from studies about single people in the last couple of years, and especially when it relates to happiness. Relationships on the line. Connect with Dr. Lori now. 514-790-0800. Passion. News Talk Radio. CJAD 800. Before I get into the research uh, about single people that I wanted to get into tonight, I just want to um, answer this text. I'm 32 and I have the same problem. So this is in reference to uh, one of the questions I received uh, earlier, which is about um, female orgasm and stopping because it's uh, either too intense or not knowing if you're having an orgasm or not. I'm 32 and I have the same problem. I can only achieve a powerful orgasm by humping something, blanket or partner's butt, but in sex or masturbation, the feeling gets intense and I stop masturbation. There's a lot of liquid after sex, but I didn't feel a major climax like I do while humping. So what this tells me is this, that, uh, you get aroused. So the, the, the liquid is lubrication. You get fully aroused. The humping part is that you are, it, what it's telling me is where your arousal comes from or where your most intense feelings come from. And it comes from the pressure of your pubic bones. So remember that that is also clitoral stimulation. The clitoris is far more than just the little bit that you can feel on the outside uh, on the vulva. It's also an internal structure. For a lot of women, putting uh, pressure in that area is what creates 
uh, a powerful orgasm. So it doesn't mean that you're not enjoying penetration or sex, but that the way to get to uh, the orgasm for you is the uh, the humping or the the pressure against your uh, pubic area. So it's about knowing your body as well and knowing what works for you. Uh, so I read of such an interesting article by a woman by the name of Bella DiPaolo um, that pretty much put a, a whole bunch of research together or, or put it to, uh, an article together from different research that looked at single people. And the article is Six New Things Researchers Learned About Single People in 2017. I found it really interesting because I had read before that another article about women and singlehood, uh, and it was titled like Why Single Women uh, or Women Who Remain Single for Long Periods of Time End Up the happiest. So obviously I was a little intrigued, went looking a little deeper and I wanted to share uh, some of the research with you, but I also want to get your thoughts. What do you think it is about being single that may make people uh, happier? Because it's not what we've been fed over the years. It's not what our society has, that what we've learned from, from living in, in our day and age, and maybe now a little bit different, but certainly in decades uh, prior to that, we always had this notion that, um, or the belief that marriage was the way to happiness. But that's just not the case. Research shows that is just not so. So I want to hear from uh, from some of you. Uh, one texter writes, there's nothing like having your proper space and freedom to do as you please with, without compromises or oppression. That's the best part of being single. That's certainly a nice part about being single. Uh, Dr. Lori, male in my late 40s, have mainly had long-term relationships, was also married for a while. I like to tell my friends, I did, I do, I did, I'm done. Been single for over four years and I have to say I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. I can do what I want, when I want, all the time. Endless parties, dinners, dates, last minute vacations, anything at the drop of a hat without the need to explain any of it to anyone. There's honestly nothing like it, and I'm the envy of my married friends. My advice to anyone in a toxic relationship is run and never look back. Now you are free. Certainly when you're in a toxic relationship, uh, freeing yourself from that toxic relationship can feel like the best feeling in the world. But you talk to people who are happily married uh, and they'll tell you that they would never want to go back to uh, being single. So a lot of it depends on the kind of marriage you're in. Certainly a toxic relationship, well, yes, you're bound to um, to feel like you've just escaped prison in some, in some way. So let me share some of the things. Uh, the discoveries about single people, and this is from 2017. So a bunch of research was done. Uh, the Census Bureau in the U.S., in the 2017 Census Bureau, uh, found that uh, there were a record number of adults in the U.S. that were not married. More than 110 million residents were divorced or widowed or had always been single. That's more than 45% of all Americans age 18 or older. And people who did marry were taking longer than ever 
to get there. So for marriage uh, age for men, average age, 29 and a half for men to get married. For women, 27 and a half more or less, which is a huge difference from, say, 50 years ago or 60 years ago when people were getting married at 17, 18, 19. So big, big change. Uh, there was also a report uh, from the Pew Research Center, uh, even a few years before that, that predicted that by the time today's young adults reach the, reach the age of 50, about one in four of them will have been single all their life. So imagine how different that is from our parents' day or our grandparents' day, which isn't that long ago, to tell you the truth, where everyone was expected to get married. And if you weren't married, you were like a spinster, an old maid. I mean, look at listen to the words we had for that. So it was not cool to not be married. This was, we girls were taught that this was what they should strive for, marriage, right? Well, no longer. Marriage is no longer considered a key part of adulthood. Imagine. A half century ago, Americans who had not yet married uh, wouldn't be considered real adults. You were only an adult if you got married. However, according to a 2017 census report, more than half of the participants in a nationally representative sample so that was 55% of them, said that getting married was not an important criterion for becoming an adult. There you go. Uh, that's a big thing. When it comes to sexuality, single people are having more sex than married people, according to this report. And by the way, if you want to know where this, uh, these numbers come from, Email me. I'll be happy to send you links. I know sometimes people think I pull these numbers out of nowhere. I do not. Uh, but if you are truly interested in digging deeper yourself, then I will give you the names of the researchers and, and all of that. Uh, so if we look at this, adults are actually having less sex than they used to. Uh, they... Uh, they collected data from 26,000 people between 1989 and 2014. So really nice longitudinal study. And researchers found that the average person now has sex around nine fewer times per year than the average person in the early 90s. But the drop was especially pronounced for the people who were married or divorced compared to people who had always been single. Uh, let me share some of your thoughts uh, about being single and what's the like what's the best parts about being single and why is it that research is showing that single people are actually happier than others? What do you think? Uh, let's see. Single means I can do whatever I want whenever I want. Was married to a creep for 32 years. Love my kids, but should have gone to a sperm bank. 32 years is a long time to be married to a creep. I imagine now that you're single, you must feel uh, mighty free because uh, that's a life sense. You know the old joke, you, if you had uh, murder, if you had murdered somebody, you would have been out already. Life sentence. Uh, interesting, I enjoy alone time and the freedom and being available for the one. One friend is a young sugar mama and will be with him no matter what. And my friends and I should follow suit for being in a facade of a relationship is better 
than being single. So being in a facade of a relationship is better than being single. What does that mean exactly? You, you fake it for, for whom? For, for what? Uh, you can have different kinds of relationships. That's, uh, that's for sure. Uh, let's see what else we have here in terms of, uh, self-esteem. Sometimes we assume that self-esteem comes from, uh, having someone that if you have someone in your life, it somehow boosts your, uh, self-esteem, but n not really. There was a, a research done in Germany, 9,000 adults as they entered or entered ended romantic relationships or stayed single. And this is what they found. Beginning a, a relationship improves self-esteem if and only if the relationship is well-functioning, stable, and holds at least for a certain period, one year or longer. Uh, but people who started new romantic relationships that failed to last a year ended up with lower self-esteem than the people who stayed single. And there was nothing magical about marriage either. People who married enjoyed no better self-esteem than those who stayed in a romantic relationship without tying the knot. What about when it comes to health? Is it better to be single? Is it better to be married when it comes to your health, your physical health? What about your psychological well-being? Those are some of the issues we'll look at talking about the benefits of being single and what the research says about this. This is not just opinion, but why is it that single people seem to be happier? The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. It's Sex Out Loud, and you're welcome to listen in. Passion on CJAD 800. Are there more benefits to being single than to being married? Well, the research seems to point in that direction, which flies in the face of what we've always been told about marriage, that it's uh, that marriage makes us uh, healthier because, hey, we have somebody to take care of us or somebody to keep us on track. But according to uh, studies published in uh, 2017, three big studies, that is not the case. So there's one American study that followed 79,000 women between the ages of 50 and 79 over a three-year period, and they were tracking whether uh, they either got married or started a serious relationship, stayed married, got divorced, separated, or stayed single. And they asked them about all kinds of health measures. And what they found is in every, pretty much in everything, it favored the women who either stayed single instead of marrying or who got divorced instead of staying married. So the women who married... Uh, gained more weight, drank more than those who stayed single. The women who divorced ate healthier, exercised more, and had smaller waists than the women who stayed married. Then there was another uh, Swiss study done. It was a 16-year survey. Again, a long, nice longitudinal study of 11,000 Swiss men and women. And the people who married 
reported slightly worse overall health than they had when they were single. And then there was a third study, American study of 12,000 uh, adults who got married for the first time to see if they described their general health as better after they married or better when they uh, were single. And, uh, well, in all the scenarios, except for one thing, the people who got married never reported being healthier. The exception was for the oldest women uh, whose marriages lasted at least 10 years who considered themselves slightly healthier. So there's a case to be made for uh, all of this. And the reality is, if you look at the, the statistics, more and more people over the years are choosing uh, to stay single. A lot of people say, oh, you, no, 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 you don't really want to be single. You want to be unsingle. Like that's what you strive for, isn't it? Uh, but not anymore. That uh, times really have changed. Uh, this texter writes, uh, as for the facade, the friend kept saying the relationship was awesome. And three years later, the revelation came out that she is often bored with him. Also, she keeps dragging him to every restaurant with us gals, even though sometimes he doesn't want us to go and said they do not have much of a sex life, yet does PDA in front of us. I think she's showing him off, but there's little joy behind closed doors. You think she's showing him off or she is thinking that she needs a man by her side or she needs a partner because uh, she's following the old dictum that, um, you know, you got to be married to be happy kind of thing, which, of course, isn't true. Uh, but it, I, I wonder if uh, what, why she's hanging on to a relationship that, may not be good for her. And why would she drag him to girls' night out? That doesn't make any sense to me either. So it says something maybe more about the relationship. Maybe there's control issues there. Maybe some something unhealthy going on. The reality is you never know what goes on behind closed doors. That is the truth. So oftentimes when I see couples, and couples who come to see me who are in bad shape, who tell me that... To the rest of the world, they are seen as the perfect couple uh, and that nobody would know the turmoil and the conflict that occurs between the four walls of their home. So it's not always what it seems, just, uh, just saying. So don't, don't compare yourselves to, to what appears to be the perfect uh, couple because there's, there's no perfection, really. So more science uh, about uh, singlehood. Why is it? Single people also tend to have stronger social networks. In 2015, uh, some social scientists looked at this and they found that singles were not only more likely to frequently reach out to their social networks, but also tended to provide and receive help from these people more than their married peers. So being single increases the social connections of both men and women. And fostering friendship is a key to aging well and boosting happiness. So if we bring happiness into this, people who had regular contact with 10 or more others in their social network were significantly happier than those who did not. And that people with fewer friends were 
we're less happy overall. So maybe it's more important for us to develop a social network rather than, than think there's just this one person out there for us and put all our eggs in that one basket and then uh, neglect everything else and our social networks because, hey, we found the one person to walk alongside us. It, and that's not even really all that healthy to focus all of your energies on one other human being when social networks are really important. Uh, this texture writes, I love being alone. Guys approach me and I tell them I have a boyfriend. I've had a couple of relationships, but prefer being in, alone. And on your show, we always hear about all the cheating that goes on, etc. Well, yes, I don't know if you're alone because you fear relationships, because that's something else. That might be another issue, but I'm not judging. You can be per absolutely perfectly happy uh, being alone, and um, that doesn't necessarily equal lonely. Uh, but sometimes we choose to be alone out of uh, fear of what's out there or fear that all men are cheaters or like these kinds of misconceptions, which are not true. I mean, it happens and happens a lot, but it's uh, not the case for, uh, for everybody. So there's that. Another thing is that we talked about health. What about fitness? Uh, researchers found that those who were single and had never married worked out more frequently each week than that their married and divorced uh, peers. Their BMIs, uh, people who were married had higher BMIs and about five pounds more than single people. So single keeps you thin, I guess. I don't know. Uh, single people may develop more individually and benefit more from alone time. So some studies have linked solitude to benefits such as increased sense of freedom, which we've had a few textures write in about, and higher levels of creativity and uh, intimacy. Uh, single people tend to be more uh, productive, I guess because your time alone is spent doing stuff, getting to know yourself better as well. That's, uh, that's part of it as well. Interesting. I find these really interesting because it flies in the, uh, in the belief system that we have that single people are miserable, that they're lonely and they want nothing more than to become unsingle. It is, uh, that is a myth. Um, and I want to hear from you. What is it about being single that you love or do you hate it? Uh, uh, coming up, I want to share uh, the words of another uh, writer about uh, women who remain single and why they are the happiest. It gives all kinds of examples of why that is. And let me know if you agree with this. Straight talk that's all-inclusive. Passion with Dr. Lori. News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. What do you love about being single? 514-800 to text in. I've been sharing with you uh, some research that shows that uh, all the different ways that single people tend to be uh, happier than married people. 
Uh, is there a man out there that has never lied nor played any head games with a partner? Please step forward and inform us. Set us straight. But I would uh, chime in here. Is there any woman out there? Uh, I think guys would say the exact same thing. I don't. This is a statement. Um, I, I, it sounds like you've been deceived by uh, by men, and this has kind of shaken your belief that there are good men out there. But the same would be said from men who have had bad experiences uh, with women. Uh, Dr. Lori, I'm sure the studies are great, and I'm sure the studies are honest, but for myself, I was alone for 15 years, and now I'm married for 11 years, and I find my life is better now with my wife in every aspect. I defer my life, I prefer my life now than how it was before. It's interesting because there's far more research um, looking at women, or at least a lot of the results are about women and their happiness, and other research I've, I've quoted and, and talked about on the show is that marriage is better for men than it is for women. That's what the research has shown in terms of life satisfaction and happiness. So that doesn't surprise me that it was better for you. Uh, having said that, I want to share with you something else that I read um, that was about women. Women who remain single for long periods of time uh, end up being the happiness why, happiest. Why is that? And these are just hypotheses, not necessarily based in uh, in factual, like in, in, in research. Uh, but some of these include, um, perhaps these women are unaccustomed to what it means to be someone's wife or girlfriend, or maybe they are so comfortable being single their entire life that anything else would be unnatural. There's another way. Or perhaps they were in a relationship at one point only only to find themselves abandoned and alone, or maybe they finally decided to take a break from the overwhelming whirlwind of the dating scene. Regardless of the reason, women who remain single for large gaps of time ultimately end up the happiest. Uh, one evident trait of these women is a personal comfort, not only with themselves, but comfort with the lack of intimacy in their everyday lives. They are not just comfortable with solitude. They embrace the silence and stillness of the moment. When going about their everyday lives and daily routines, single women are more likely to focus on the substance of the moment rather than wishing they had someone by their side to share it with. Let me know if you agree with any of these. Uh, spending a night at home, eating lunch at a restaurant, or seeing a movie is not an exercise in loneliness. Instead, they see those these solo adventures as taking themselves out on a date. Women who stay single for long periods of time ultimately end up happiest because of the lack of a significant other frees them to pursue their own goals and ambitions without hesitation or guilt, I must be lucky because I can do all of these things and be married. So that the support of a, of a supportive husband who allows you to be yourself is also great, by the way. Uh, let's see. By sacrificing the physical and emotional rewards that a long-term romantic relationship may bring, they earn the kind of true freedom that eludes most other women. By pursuing what they want regarding career, hobbies, and personal wellness <clears throat> with tireless passion and devotion, these women are the go-getters of the world. You agree? Uh, the love found in a romantic relationship is not the only kind of love a person can find, and women who avoid long-term relationships know this better than anyone. 
Instead of chasing after guys, they choose to chase after their dreams, which is something we should all aspire to regardless of whether we are in a relationship. Remember, this is the opinions of, of one writer, but it's a bunch of hypotheses as to why this is. Um, <clears throat> women who are single for ex extended periods of time don't necessarily despise living the single life. They enjoy it. And that's a, um, a misconception we have about people who do choose to be single or maybe don't necessarily choose to be single, but live singlehood really well, uh, is that they don't hate it. They don't hate it. A uh, couple of texts here. Best part of being single is not being stuck with the same person. Well, Again, it depends on the kind of relationship you you have or you you develop with somebody. It also depends on uh, are you monogamous or not in in your heart. Like, do you want to be monogamous or not? Because you're right, you give up variety. So if you think it's uh, you get stuck with the same old, same old, and that's your attitude, then singlehood is for you, uh, and marriage would not be. Being single as a man is comfortable. Okay, comfortable is good. Single is like your first breath after drowning. It's life-giving. All right. You must have been in a horrible relationship. Uh, Dr. Lori, I let my wife do her thing and I do my thing. We communicate a lot and we never stop each other from doing what we want to do. And that is a very, very healthy type of relationship and maybe this is why uh, that single people are happier is well it's a hypothesis but of course oftentimes we view marriage as the fusion of two people and sometimes that fusion is suffocating you really should be looking at marriage as two circles that intersect where the biggest part of that circle is you individual you each of you individually with uh, a, the part, the intersecting part in the middle that is the relationship. So pursuing your own friends and pursuing your own passions and your own goals and your own, your career aspirations and your own dreams is very important. So if you can have that within a relationship, and I believe you can have that within a relationship, I have that, this other texter has that. Uh, and many of you have that, uh, and, and with that peace in your life, as one texter writes, the best part of being single is having peace in your life. Why does a partner not bring you peace? W like something is happening in that relationship. Not that it's always peaceful, just like being single is not always great. Um, but you have to look at all of that. So, uh, to me, a, a healthy marriage is when you can have a lot of the the individual stuff. I'm not going to say single because marriage or long-term relationships might imply a, a lot more and certainly implies lack of variety unless you agree to something else. Um, but there are certainly benefits to marriage as well. Although we just focused on the benefits of singlehood tonight. Maybe another time we'll do the benefits of marriage. Uh, thank you all for uh, participating tonight. I really, really enjoyed uh, reading your uh, your texts. Very, very interesting tonight. Uh, thanks to Brian Callisar, our technical producer. You can write to me anytime. 
Lori at drlori.com. Always happy to answer your questions at the beginning of every show. You can also connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Betito. My last name spelled B-E-T-I-T-O. Or go right to my website, drlori.com, and get in touch with me there. Coming up next on CJD, the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening, and remember to live your life with passion. Mission.